Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hey, sisters. Hey. We're all three here. (laughs) Yay. Yay, yay, yay. So excited. I know. I know. It's been a while since we've all three been here. I know. How was y'all's Halloween weekend? It was good. We were busy. We went to visit Bobby's family, which was really fun for the kids. It was kind of hard with it being on a Sunday night. We stayed till Monday, so it was like a long trip back just after all that candy and everything. But the actual Halloween was like, it was just a really fun weekend. We got a lot of family time. Um, it really felt like fall up there and on Halloween they got to trick or treat with their cousins and we didn't go trick or treating last year. So we went to Broken Bow just as a family. So it was, I feel like the first like true trick or treating for both Joe and Rowan being six and three, they were like into it. It was hilarious. Oh, I'm sure they loved it. Yeah, they were. And their cousins are, you know, a little bit older. So they were like giving them the ropes and their neighborhood is amazing. It's every single street is a cul-de-sac. What? Yeah, it's set up perfectly, honestly, for trick-or-treating and just for families because every street you go has a cul-de-sac. So what they do since their kids are nine and seven, they just stand at the end of the street and they let their kids go down all the way and around and come back to them. So I still walked with Rowan just because I didn't know, like, she had never done that. So I was like, (laughs) yeah, she's, yeah, (laughs) just follow her. That's awesome. For the listeners that don't know your in-laws are in Arkansas, so you traveled. <laughs> I thought I said that. Oh, did you? I missed oh. it then. <laughs> I thought I said that very giving, but maybe just in my mind. Yeah, they live in, um, well, Rogers is where their neighborhood is, but Bentonville is like the main city, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool development-wise. So you could technically just put barricades at the end of the streets, even non Halloween time and let the kids kind of play. So cars aren't coming in and out. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Every time we go to their house, it's like all kids and they live in, you know, one of the cul-de-sacs and I didn't ever pay attention before. I thought it was just their street. That was a cul-de-sac. And I was like, gosh, I just love their street. It's always, everybody's out in the front. You're not afraid of like cars. Cause they're going to know every car that's coming down there where in my neighborhood, right, so I don't, cool. I hate being out in our front because there's constant cars in ours. So I was like, this is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That. Yeah. How was, what about you, Lauren? We had a good weekend. It was just really packed with activities and, uh, Kai school fall festival and prank basket- calling. basketball games and a slumber <laughs> party with prank calling. Yes. And, Michael and I uh, got prank calls by Kai yeah. and Lauren's <laughs> And yeah, it was fun. I our neighborhood is same thing, like they so they do a trick or treating the day before Halloween every year just for the neighborhood kids. And we live in a development, it's about two hundred and something houses. And so I don't know, I almost feel like that night's more special because our neighborhood is, has been kind of turned into where a lot of the city where we live in comes to our neighborhood on actual Halloween. So it's literally crazy. And one of the neighbors actually clicked this year, like with a clicker. And I think he said that 
he got over 1,500 kiddos, and that doesn't even count, like, all the family that's with him, you know? (laughs) So if you can imagine thousands of people walking around. So, yeah. Well, but it I was don't have fun. any kids and none of my friends have kids. So I feel like our Halloweens are very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adult, adult trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I wish we don't even get trick-or-treaters at our house. And it makes me kind of sad. I mean, we just live like in downtown Nashville. So I'm, I feel like there's just no kids. Yeah. Yeah. Where we live. So, but so my friends, we had a game night and went to a haunted house. So I guess that's Ooh, what adults that's do. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it scary? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. Um, I feel like I'm kind of, I've done it a few times now, though. So I feel like I'm kind of like immune to it. Like I'm just like ready for it, you know, but I still get freaked out, especially when they come up behind you and whisper in your oh. ear and you don't know it's coming. Sounds horrible. <laughs> That's like really freaky. Yeah, I laugh thinking about Megan going through a haunted house because I just know just, it's not, not going like, to happen. I could picture you just being closing your eyes, being like, "Just get me out of here." Yeah, I think I yeah. went to one in high school, and I was like, "No, never again. Not for me. I don't like being scared." Yeah, no, thank you. Oh my gosh! Well, I love to scare people and prank people, so I don't love it as much when it's done to me, though. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but really funny, I before we went to the haunted house, we were having a game night at my friend's house, and I went to the bathroom because I had to, you know, tinkle, and um, the bathroom smelled really good, and I was like, gosh, what is that? Because there was a candle in there, but it wasn't lit, so I was like, oh, is it the candle? And so I grabbed the candle, and I, like, put it, you know, I, like, dumped it to, like, turn it to smell it, uh, full of hot <laughs> wax. I guess someone had just blown it out, and I didn't know, and- <laughs> Wax literally went all over my face, all down my shirt, all in my hair, everywhere. And I literally like stood there for a few minutes, like in complete shock. Cause y'all know hot wax, it like dries and completely looks like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like all dried wax all over me. And I was like, I have to go out and everybody's going to see me and think I'm freaking crazy. And I just started dying laughing. And Michael was like, what is going on in there? He could like hear me in the bathroom by myself, like hysterically laughing and having (laughs) no clue what the heck was going on. So I like come out and I'm like hiding myself and they're like, what's going on? And I just like open my hands and they're like, what the heck? Like what's going on? (laughs) You're literally a hot mess. (laughs) Literally. And I smell, I'm not even joking to y'all. I smelled like a candle for two (laughs) days. I had two showers and still smelled like a candle. I mean, there's worse worse things to smell like. (laughs) I mean, it was a good smelling candle. And it was, I was laughing because like, I didn't have time to go home and shower before we went to the haunted house. So like my hair was full of, it was like wax. (laughs) And I was like, well, at least I'll smell good and haunted houses are dark. So yeah, this is fine. You're like, my costume is a candle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, so maybe I'm a walking candle. Candle wax gave your hair a good conditioning. Yeah. Well, my hairstylist was there. I was like, is this going to ruin my hair? It's <laughs> just like, no, it'll be fine. It's <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. Well, that's uh, fun. It was- Did it wax your yeah. mustache? I'm just kidding. <laughs> My mustache. I don't think I have one. Oh, I have one. I have to um, use that little tinkle razor on it. Yeah, I do too. I do use it on my whole face. (laughs) Yeah, same. Getting older kind of sucks in that, like, I feel like I just get hairier and hairier. Yeah, Yeah, Uh I know. It's weird. And I think because now I get, what's it called? 
microbladed? No. Yeah. Is that where they shave your face? Yes. And a facial. Um, I feel like my hair grows more now because of that. But like I love when it's clear. So I just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I do it too now. I feel like though it keeps growing more and more until it stops. Because I feel like I'm at the point now where like my eyebrows don't grow anymore. And I don't really have as much hair growing. Really? I think it happens. (laughs) I think I'm so just like when early. So, like, you turn 40? Like, when you I, turn 40, I feel like stops. I always thought it was more when you're, like, 70, but I feel like I'm pre, like. But I remember mom still growing a good amount of hair on her face. Like she. Oh, like, really? Well, I guess I'm talking more in the places that you want to grow hair. You It stops. Yeah. And then it starts growing in places that's that unwanted. Want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I I feel talking. like girls don't talk about this enough. I don't know if like, because I never knew this was a thing. Like growing up, like I didn't realize I was going to like get more and more hairy. Yeah. Because I was not a hairy <laughs> child. Like I had no hair. And then it just really blows. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I remember I started plucking better. mom's whiskers at a young yeah. age. <laughs> yeah. That's why I microblade. <laughs> yeah you don't have to pluck them yeah oh my gosh I believe in facials they are amazing yeah men are lucky they don't have to the more hairy more hairy Michael gets the more excited he gets he's like yes I'm finally growing that patch in that wouldn't grow for years or like something like, I'm like oh wow I wish I could be like excited for a patch of hair growing <laughs> I know that's so true that's crazy right and yeah. he like gains a few pounds he's like yes I gained weight. And I'm like, God, I wish I could be a man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's awesome. I know. It's like when they fill out, they get excited. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm filling out. Yeah. Girls are like, no, (laughs) fill down. I gained five pounds looking at a plate. Yeah. (laughs) For real. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say I went to yoga today for the first time since I've been pregnant, which I normally don't do yoga because I always just do Pilates, but my Pilates studio also offers yoga. And it was so hard, but so needed. I highly recommend doing like a yoga video today because I forgot how much that stretching is just like, it hurts so bad, but it was so good. I'm going to start doing some yoga videos at home too. Cause I'm like, Oh, my legs are so stiff. Cause I just have not been moving as much as I used to. It was so yeah, good. We should do that one that we did during quarantine, Megan. Yeah. The 30 day thing. And hold each other accountable again. <laughs> yeah. I'm down to do it. Cause those were, they were only like 20 minutes, right? Yeah. They were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to move more. Cause it definitely showed that I'm not moving enough. <laughs> I felt like, <laughs> Oh my gosh! but it was so, well, yeah. you're growing a little baby. I know. So yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Take it easy. Um, that article you sent me was really interesting about how when you're pregnant, the baby basically like heals can heal the mom's body. Is that did I read that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. Cool. The one that I sent you? Yeah. The one you sent me. One Laura. of y'all. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Our human bodies are the bomb. Yeah. yeah. I've always felt like that, like my I feel like I'm healthier when I'm pregnant in certain ways, even though I feel like not great right now. 
<laughs> yeah. Like I feel like my skin and my hair get healthier. It's weird. There's like certain things where you feel like your body's just on like overdrive. Like I feel like my immune system is working really hard. I just, yeah, it's crazy. Like the, the things that your body can do. Yeah. yeah. And it's Miracle. like, you're taking care of baby and baby's taking care of you. Yeah. I love that. Forever connected. So cool. So when you get yeah. pregnant, Kristen, it could be what you're praying Heal for. Heal my bladder. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'd want to be pregnant all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like five kids later. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Stay pregnant. Oh my God. That's so That's funny. Crazy. Well, Kristen, you were telling us about a church sermon that meant a lot to you or is inspiring. And I thought it'd be fun for you to share it if you want to. Yeah. I just, I really loved the message that, and it's funny because I was telling y'all, I've heard this Bible story a thousand times and, but it, I guess I just never, I'm really bad at remembering Bible stories. Is that weird? Um, no. Especially like the, the full details of them. And basically what it was, was talking about how when um, Jesus sat down with his disciples to have the, his final meal and break bed and, um, you know, body of Christ um, and drink the wine. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> The blood of Christ. Yeah. Blood of Christ. Oh my God. So they're, you know, sitting down and um, all of a sudden Jesus gets up and starts washing everybody's feet and all this disciples start freaking out and they're like, oh my gosh, like who, who forgot to have the, you know, cleaning guy of the feet come and like started putting blame and shame and like all the things. And there's Jesus just not doing anything, but serving and seeing what needed to be done and serving. Like when you think of Jesus, you think of like the almighty, like literally the top person, like above all. And here he is doing, you know, the bare minimum job you could say. Right. And, but that didn't matter to Jesus. Like what mattered is he saw a service that needed to be done and he got on his knees and started doing it. And I just love that message. Cause what our preacher was talking about was just like in life, we like to like go straight to blame. We like to, okay, well, who didn't do this or who didn't do that? When really our focus is, okay, who can I serve? Who can I help? Who can I, you know, in that serving message, which sounds so simple, but the way it was put was just so inspiring to me. And, and just like in all aspects of life, he was like, if you fully understand and believe and know um, hold strong to your faith and know that God has you. It doesn't matter like what you're trying to achieve, whether it's that promotion at work or the competition you're in, whatever it is. If you believe God has you, you don't, it, but it doesn't become about competition. It doesn't come like with blame or competing. It's all about who can you serve? What can you do in your community, in your job, whatever it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like I never say it as good as like, you know, no, I feel like um, messages come to all of us like at the right time where we can like hear it so clearly. And yeah, I think it makes total right. sense. It's hard to live that way sometimes, but I think that's like the goal for sure is to focus on like, how can you serve and not only in like the little ways too, like you were saying, it doesn't have to be these grand ways. And I feel like the moment I switch my brain into thinking that way, I just also am not thinking about myself as much, you know, and I just am, right. I think we're all a little bit happier when we're helping others in any way, in any capacity. 
even if that's just at home yeah. doing the dishes, you know, and you, okay, serving my family by doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not even about serving others necessarily. It's just like, you know, seeing that something needs to be done and doing it and not feeling any kind of, and I think it's a little bit about ego too. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter you know, if you're the CEO of the company, like if you see that there's trash around, I don't know, the like picking it up, like whatever, you know, so. It's like entitlement, um, like letting go of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love it because I can, I thinking in my life, I'm like, oh, I'm guilty of, you know, feeling too like, oh, that's not a job for me or, you know, like, you know, I don't know. So yeah, I think we can all do that in some ways. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I even feel like, just in our grief the past year, the times that I pulled out of myself and just focused on others that that always was a positive thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, I thought I was doing that way more than I think I actually was. Cause Mm -hmm. like, as I reflect back on this last year, I don't think I've been such a great friend because I've been so caught up in my own like grief and don't get me wrong. There were moments where I, you know, was there and like tried to be outside of myself. But I think for the most part, I've not been the best friend this last year. <laughs> and yeah. I, it's been tough. Cause I like almost want to call my friends and just be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, no. I know I haven't been a great friend, but I know all my friends would never be like, they would be like, absolutely not. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, we all go through things and it's totally fine. So exactly. Yeah, I was about to say, and that's totally okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, Mm -hmm. I feel like all your friends, being real friends, would understand like the rough year that you've had. So don't. Well, and I feel like, I feel like healing when you're doing, going through true deep healing, it can be a full time job. So, (laughs) you know, it's hard to. Yeah focus on other things. And I know for me, I was just telling my family this other night, I was, you know, just thanking them for their patience and, um, you know, just cause I do feel like yeah. the same where I've in many ways I've been focusing on myself, but I feel like that's necessary, you know, in yeah. order for us yeah. to serve others to your point, you know, our cup has to be full. And for me, that included healing, you know? Yeah. Not saying that I'm totally healed, but it's just like, I think we just have to, I don't know, give ourselves grace. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. for sure. I agree. Well, I love that you shared that. And I know I've shared a few times that I'm in like a spiritual growth class at my church. Hopefully people don't get sick of me sharing about it, but actually one of the messages like that I heard in this last week's sermon too was just kind of pushing me to share too, because it was talking about, we're not supposed to keep our like love of God to ourselves. Like, I think there's periods where you can be inward, you know, when you're working on Mm -hmm. stuff, but like God, you know, he sent his disciples out to share. And I think anybody that's experienced the presence of God Mm -hmm. should share it. So other people know what that's like. Cause sometimes I feel like retreating again and not sharing mm-hmm. as much. Cause it's just like, I don't know. Nobody, it's not like people are like, it's just hard to keep motivated of like sharing in a world that puts so much more emphasis on like our culture and what 
there's all these opinions out there. You know, there's so much out there. And I feel like there's more emphasis on that than what the word of God says, what Jesus says. And so sometimes it's hard to like keep going. I don't know if y'all feel that way of like sharing it because you're like, is anybody even listening (laughs) or do I? (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I think that we're all given different journeys and different gifts, but I know what, just because I know you well, Megan, and I think that, and maybe I probably fault a little bit too much on probably being (laughs) like too nice to ourselves, you know? Yeah. So I think it's great that you challenge yourself, but I think also like releasing that pressure and just trusting that God is going to work through you and it might not look like this big blast every day, but I think just in your daily life and like your, like God shines through you in so many different ways in addition to you speaking what God has done in your life or what he means to you. For sure. And I think that is, I agree, that's important. But I also think that there's lots of other ways that God can shine, you know? Yeah. And that's what the yeah. message was about too. It's not about going and like trying to preach to people and shove Jesus down their faces. It's more about like living your life as much like Jesus yeah. did as you can. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, I mean, my ultimate goal and it's, it's just hard to. Yeah. Well, and I hear <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. It's like, am I doing enough good? You know, am I, Yeah. am I like, I'm not feeling motivated today. Yeah. And so I think it's great to have that vulnerability to talk like that with God, you know, cause he yeah. already knows anyway, yeah. but just be like, yeah, I'm not feeling it today. So I'm really going to need some extra Holy Spirit, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. So wait, that reminds me because, you know, speaking in our last step, I think it was our last episode, we were talking about presence over everything, presence over purpose. Yeah. Um, and literally two days ago, I was like, I literally was in my car and I started crying and I was talking to God and I was like, I'm so bad at this. I'm just so bad at being present <laughs> like, and his, uh, you know, with him and like having him in my continually daily like my mind and in my thoughts. And I was just like beating myself up. And it's just so funny how like, I swear God like talks to me and through a lot of times through my daily devotionals and literally the next morning, I'm going to read this to y'all. Like, (laughs) this is so crazy. So it literally says, do not be discouraged by the difficulty of keeping your focus on me. I know that your heart's desire is to be aware of my presence continually. This is a lofty goal. You aim toward it, but never fully achieve it in this life. Don't let feelings of failure weigh you down. Instead, try to see yourself as I see you. First of all, I am delighted by your deep desire to walk closely with me through your life. I am pleased each time you initiate communication with me. In addition, I notice the progress you have made since you first resolved to live in my presence. When you realize that your mind has wandered away from me, don't be alarmed or surprised. You live in a world that has been rigged to distract you. Each time you plow through, plow your way through the massive distractions to communicate with me, you achieve a victory. Rejoice in these tiny triumphs, and they will increasingly light up your days. And I was just like, oh, thank oh my you. gosh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But literally the day before I was crying, like upset with myself, like beating myself up. Like I suck. Like I literally suck at this. And like that was that next morning is what I read. It's just so funny. so true. And in that, the message of like Lauren that you've been talking about where you got the message of the power of our words, like how we speak to ourselves. It's so funny because I feel like in all like the self-help and 
that world of like how we like thoughts become things and all of that. It's so crazy how it's actually in the Bible. Like all, all this stuff, it's just like a lot of the self-help just leaves God out of it, which stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, it's so funny how all the things go back when you read the Bible. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the Bible actually said to do that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Cause our message was just about like declaring and knowing and speaking the word. So like when you're having that moment, it's like, I, that's why I'm like excited to keep reading the Bible. I'm actually going to start seamless again. I'm going to do it over and matchless. And I I was like, okay, I need a plan for like where I want to read the Bible. So I was like, I'm just going to read the new Testament. Like that's what I'm going to do. Cause I have never read it mm-hmm. all the way through. I've just read like all parts of it. So I started last night, but just knowing like what, cause God gives us words to fight back the evil that we're telling ourselves or that the devil's telling us, whatever. Um, but sometimes I feel like I don't know like the word to fight back. Does that make sense? To say yeah. like or like so I started saying to myself, because I like I beat myself up about like gaining weight with pregnancy, which is so silly because it's so necessary and it's like miracle of life. And I get then I get mad at myself for being mean to myself. Like it's just this weird cycle. Cycle. Yeah. And so I just started like anytime my brain would go there, I just started saying, like, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You our vessel, <laughs> like just saying like yeah, crazy yeah. stuff to myself. And it's so crazy how it really does turn your, your mind around. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's so good. Um, no, I think that's yeah, awesome. I, th- I mean, whatever you speak, I th- feel like we say it all the time. Yeah. Like whatever you speak it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's so easier yeah. to say that and then like just throughout your day, not do it. But it's so true. And I love that. I think mom actually used to give that analogy from the Bible where it talks about like the horse, there's like a small bit that you put in a horse and mm-hmm. it's like the tiniest thing, but it controls the horse. And there's like a comparison that our mouths are the same thing. Like what we speak kind of right. controls our life and we dictate our life by this, like the tongue. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a really good analogy. Yeah. It is. I was, this kind of goes back to Kristen, what you were talking about in the beginning about serving, but I read a devotional a while back and it was talking about just how God, maybe he's sending us to the unscheduled and inconvenient things for his glory. And it talked about like in the Bible, I think it was John chapter nine, maybe where Jesus is just walking along and it doesn't tell us like where he was going or what his plans were for that day. But he, it's where he healed the blind man who was born blind. Yeah. And he went and told him to wash his eyes with mud or something like that. I could be getting it wrong, but, and he healed his vision and it was just talking about how, you know, life just takes a hold and it's just busy, you know, and how we can have our days planned, but to kind of look at those things that I guess to keep an eye out for God's little opportunities throughout the day that it might be a huge inconvenience to us or it might throw off our schedule that we have planned, but that maybe looking back, you realize, whoa, that was a huge little God moment that he was totally putting that person in front of me for a reason. Yeah. And so I think that kind of goes along with what you were talking about with just serving. And I think that's, I think it's a really hard thing to do, you know, Yeah, yeah. because we can be so focused and micro-focused on what we have to get done and what's in front of us. And 
our to-dos and our family and friends and all the things that Mm -hmm. sometimes we just need to look up, you know, throughout the day and just check in and, and see where we're supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It's funny you mentioned that, um, miracle. Cause I was reading in that, I think you have this devotional too, Lauren, like I'm laughing. How many devotionals do we have you guys? <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's, I have, give me all I have the devotional like pile in my kitchen <laughs> and it's really funny. <laughs> I do too. Um, I have like piles of new stuff that people have given me that I've bought for myself. And then I have piles of mom's books. It's like, it's a whole thing. But um, from the Seeing Beautiful Again devotional, the one I read last night, oh. actually talked about that exact miracle. It talked about the one, the two. So he did two in the same place where he went and he told the guy to get up and walk. Cause he thought mm, he, to be, yeah. he thought to be healed. Someone had to like bring him to this holy water. Um, mm-hmm. and Jesus was just like, no, get up. And he did. And then the same thing with the mud, he put it on the guy's eyes and cause the guy thought he needed somebody else to like heal him. Um, yeah. And so she was just saying, notice that Jesus didn't make healing contingent on other people doing or owning anything. And I thought that was a, that it's kind of going against the not I'm not following the serving message necessarily, but I just thought that was really cool because she said he Jesus was showing us a new way to walk, and the other showed us a new way to see. Like, mm. and I just thought that was really profound. Like I kept underlining it because I was like, yeah, I feel like all day he's trying to show us like new ways to walk with him or new ways for us to see a situation or deal with something. And he's like, it's like all these little stories in the Bible. Like if you just read it for what it was like, oh yeah, he healed two people. Cool. Like miracles moving on. Mm -hmm. But like, there's so much more (laughs) like underlying message in there too. Like it's crazy. Like how the more you read, I'm sure people that studied the Bible, like their whole life get like, I mean, it gets me excited. Like, whoa, like there's so much I don't know. Yeah. Well, and for somebody who like me, who's really bad at reading comprehension it's like (laughs) I need (laughs) I need somebody to kind of point out and that's why these devotionals and the studies yeah you know I couldn't do it without it because I would just read it and be like that's cool yeah but then like how I think the point is applying it to our life now yeah and so I'm totally guilty of missing the point unless it's spelled out to me so yeah yeah well, there's it's a just, really good method yeah. that Pastor Jamie taught, and I don't know if it's like a method for, have you ever heard of the SOAP method for reading scripture? No. Mm-mm. It's really good. I tried it last night. So like pick a scripture or like an area to read in the Bible, and then you can use the SOAP method, and it actually kind of helps you dive deeper than you would just on your own reading it. And so it's like pick your scripture, that's the S, read a passage of scripture, write it down, or write, and write down a verse or two that jumps out to you. The O of the soap is observation. What are your personal observations that you note from this scripture? And then application. How does it now apply to your everyday life? What can you do to apply this in your life today? And then the last one is prayer. Write a personal prayer based on your observation and application. And I did that last night and I sat That's there cool. and I was like, wow, I just read the Bible so much differently than I, if I had just sat here and read it, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's actually a great tip. Cause I think we talked about recently on one of our episodes, just, we asked our 
listeners, if they had any tips that you can implement. And I know my friend was asking too, so we should post that or send it to me so I can yeah, yeah. <laughs> send it I can to send it some to friends because I think that's it. a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. We should post that on our Instagram. Insta. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really wish. So they created this spiritual growth class. Like I think this is says season three of it. So I think they've done three rounds and I'm like man they need to open this up to like the world not just people that go to church there (laughs) because it's like so good like every week I'm like oh my gosh like one week it was on um like how to make decisions um well it was called making godly decisions and literally I screenshotted every page to my friend to Drew because she was like having a really hard time making some really like tough decisions you know there's hard decisions I think you sent that to us I did because it it yeah, was crazy. It was really good. She sent it, a note back to me and she was like, this is crazy. Like it's exactly what I needed to hear. This has been so helpful because it walks you through all this stuff. But then the last kind of note is like, okay, what does peace say about it? Make a decision to follow peace, not opportunity. And I just feel like that's so huge because I think our world tells mm-hmm. us to follow opportunity. And it was just like yeah. groundbreaking to me, <laughs> like in that <laughs> moment, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I want everybody to do this class with me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I actually want to share this little story with y'all because I know we're getting to the end and I just want to share that with everyone. I haven't told y'all about this. So, okay. It's kind of a metaphor too. So there was this dad, right? And he had a little boy and they were, um, the little boy was playing with some other kids and this other kid, he had this toy, right? He was playing with some toy and the kid took the toy and knocked him down to the ground, right? And he started crying and he ran to his dad and it's like, dad, you know, this kid, he pushed me and he took my toy. And the dad joked and he, in his mind was like, where's this kid? You know, like joking around. But really he was looked at his son and he said, son, I want you to walk over there and take your toy. And the son was like, no, dad, I can't do it. Like he was so scared. He was, he was like, no, son, I want you to go over there and get your toy. And so he like had to talk himself up and he, you know, at first the little kid was like walking, he looked really scared, but then he, there was this moment where he looked back at his dad and he said, the dad said this like change happened and he looked for it. And all of a sudden this like over, like just confidence came over him and he just strutted right up to that kid. And he said, that's when, you know, you can walk through life confidently when you know you have your father behind you and how beautiful when he looked back and knew he had his father behind him and walking through and he could go after all the things with Christ behind you. So it's kind of like a metaphor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that. And Thank it just you. like instantly gave me chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. So good. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it was good catching up and I loved our conversation. Hope you did too, listeners. We're just trying to figure Um, out this thing called life, people. I know. If you haven't figured it out, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, should I close this in prayer or do we have anything else? I think that's it. Cool. Um, Listeners, we hope that you guys have an awesome week. Thank you for being here with us today. And we hope y'all had a good Halloween. And it is November, so we just pray that entering the holiday season, it's a joyful time for you. 
Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for another day of life with our loved ones. And we just thank you for all the people that you have sent to serve us in our past, especially this past year. As as you know, um, we have suffered greatly and we just thank you for all the people that have entered our life to help carry the burden with us. And, and I just pray that, that you help to keep our eyes and ears wide open to do the task that you have assigned us, um, assigned for us so that we just keep an open mind and an open heart. And even if it feels inconvenient at times that we trust that it is your will for us and for your glory, of course. And, um, we just pray for our listeners that they feel your love and they go about this next week feeling your just unexplainable peace and happiness and joy. And I hope everyone laughs a lot this week (laughs) and do you say my pray. Amen. 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 Sisters. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, make it a great week. God bless.